This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. I'm Adam Rippon, Olympic figure skater turned media superstar. And I'm Danielle Young. I'm a journalist, host, and all-around content queen. On our new show, Normalize This, we've discussed whether or not ideas, trends, and behavior should be normalized in everyday society. Subscribe to Normalize This for new episodes every week. Available to listen on all popular podcast platforms. Pew, pew, pew. This is Lester Till I Die TV. Watch and subscribe on YouTube and listen on your podcast platform. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on and ready to go. Good evening, fellow Fox fans. How the devil are we? Well, <laughs> did you clench your buttocks at that game? <laughs> I think there's a few clenched buttocks out there. Leicester City 2. Who are we playing? Crystal Palace A. I'm still excited. Leicester City 2. Crystal Palace 1. Yes! 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 Yes!
I'll have a cheese having. I don't mind playing that every week. What I also don't mind playing or showing is this. Don't forget, you've only got four days left to get 30% off. Barry Pierpoint, Leicester's first chief executive, a story of Leicester City in the 1990s, minding my own football business. Whoa, there were the good years, Martin O'Neill, Brian Little, and we went from private to public ownership. This is Barry's story of what happened there. It's a great read. And if you go to the website, all the W's, mindingmyownfootballbusiness.co.uk, in the next four days, by the end of April, just on that website, only you'll get 30% off. And Barry will do a personal signature and signing for you. Well, <laughs> I tell you what, I turned to my son and went, Nacho's having a shit game, isn't he? And he went, no, he's not. I went, yeah, he is. He's not scored yet. What happened? <laughs> i tell you what happened. I went for a piss. And, of course, in the toilet, I could hear my son shouting from the other room, and I thought he was winding me up. But he wasn't. It was 2-1. This is Leicester Till I Die TV, and this is the post-match show. It is indeed, and you can get us on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. Please give us a little subscribe. We would be very, very, very grateful. Facebook, we are on um, Leicester Till I Die, the group. There may be one or two problems connecting with Facebook. I've had the heads up from StreamYard, so uh, we may have a few problems on that, but fingers crossed that it will work. And on the old Twitter sphere, uh, at Leicester TID. A um, couple of comments here. James Koski, good evening, James. Thanks for joining us. What a nerve-wracking game. Glad to get all three points. Stephen Collins, winning ugly. I suppose it's better to win ugly than, my case, look ugly. Um, Melina, um, Leicester were awful in the first half. Not impressed with Vardy today. He didn't offer much. Well, hmm. If I was an Arsenal fan, I might say that Arsenal are awful in the first and the second half. But, you know, I didn't say that. I didn't say that at all. Thanks for joining us, Melina. How the devil are you? Yes, it was. Job done. Three points secured. And totally. Uh, should have stayed in the closet, Chris. May have got a third. I was tempted. Because normally for the last 20 minutes, I'm useless at watching games on the telly. Like I've said many, many times, I need to buy a dog for those last um, 15 minutes. and take. So maybe I should have just sat in the carsey with the radio on and uh, listened to it. But hey, we got three points. And I'm going to ask Brad a question in a minute. And he might not agree with me, but... You, well, there's very little we, we agree about, if, we're, if, if I'm honest with you. But let's get him in first of all. My Susanna read to my Piers Morgan. Brad, Susanna with a beard. How are you doing, sir? Happy? <laughs> I'm doing very well. I'm just working currently on my Oscar speech for, for the award ceremony at the end of the season, mate, when you start handing out Best Hosts <laughs> Award. <laughs> so that's, that's the discussion on Twitter was. Um, but, yeah, apart from that, I'm, I'm really enjoying my evening. Uh, Malina, Malina, I did see that Melina did say she doesn't know how you put up with me, but I did reply that <laughs> I'd love to get a word in edgeways to actually uh, say something to upset you. <laughs> I told you I should not answer the question. Be quiet. 
let me ask you this big i don't know you may you may not be old enough but when i was a wee lad when i was a wee a, a, a wee lad maybe you know in the 80s so maybe sort of late teens early early 20s and liverpool were the dominant force and i can always remember liverpool never seemed to panic if they were one nil down even with 15 odd minutes to go they would still play football, pass it around, just waiting for that opportunity to come. They, you know, they wouldn't just start hoofing it up a la Wimbledon. You know, they, they'd, they'd literally just, you know, keep hold of the ball. Well, there's a chance. Pass it through and change the game. It kind of sums up Leicester for me at the moment. Yeah, I think I think that whole 90 minutes t- typified it. You know, some, sometimes we can say... We come on here after a bad game or a bad result and say they didn't, they didn't turn up. Well, this is one of them games where they didn't turn up in the first half, but they very much turned up in in the second half. They they, yeah. they never broke their stride. They, they 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 didn't change it up. They were resilient in the way forward because they just they obviously felt that if they were and obviously they were a bit more aggressive in the second half, which helped do things mm. a bit quicker and a bit easier, but. Aside from maybe a side, side a slight tweak in how to do things, it's easy for me to say. Apparently, um, <laughs> uh, you know, in our tempo, they, they were very like you say, Liverpool like of the eighties. They, they never panicked. I mean, the, the fans are doing the panicking for them on the on the pitch. That second half was was something else. Uh, wow. I would say in comparison to the first half, but it wasn't a lot to go by, was it really? The first half, let's face it. <laughs> no, no. I mean, you know, they, they they came with, you know, almost parking the bus. That was their intention. I didn't think that I don't think they wanted to sort of lose badly. And I think that palace side would have been happy to come away with the point. And it was a case of being patient. That said, any other game, we, we could have actually had four or five. Yeah, we could have. I never thought I'd say this, but I wish we had some selfish strikers at times because they couldn't decide between the three of them for one attempt, could they? It's like, no, you no, have a go. No, which, no. Is not, which, all jesters aside, is great to see. I mean, we could wax, wax lyrical about a certain striker's performance all, all night if we have, but we have a whole game to get through. So I'll, yes. I'll, I'll let you bring me can, to can that I, point. Can I just ask a quick question there? Who the third striker was you were referring to? Well, I, I say striker with a loose tongue on it, but it was Perez was one of the third attacking players. Should I correct that statement? Thank, thank you there. Thank you. Yes, I mean, I mean, player is pushing it. To be totally honest with you, sometimes. Well, but, well, you know. I mean, this might shock you. Check check your heart rate. Make sure it's down. But I'm going to say this: Perez coming on improved us. To be honest with you, yes. I mean, you, you know, know, you look. You looked at Palace. Palace hadn't actually played a game for 16 days. We played yeah. one. What, what, what was it? When did we play? Um, Friday. So three days ago, we played a game. We've got another game in four days' time. And they haven't played for 16 days. And, you know, maybe I was being a, a little bit unfair to, 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 to Mr. Perez there. But, um, you know, it, the, the players looked leggy, didn't they? Yeah, they did, and you know, it, you you could argue in the end that maybe Palace having such a long break in between paid dividends. I think 
in the end, uh, one thing that was notable, which really, to me, was the point where I felt that Leicester were really going to take the game by the scruff of the neck and, and find the winner, was they, hmm. they seemed to... that Palace themselves then seemed to run out of steam themselves. Leicester seemed to get into half-time kind of with the tails between the legs, but somehow behind in the game in what was a poor first half probably have themselves a shot of espresso or two each or a Red Bull if you're Jamie mm. Vardy and, 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 and came to life. And I think we 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 ended up winning that game because we managed it better. But by having the games coming thick and fast, it, it actually, if you look at our results, it's probably beneficial to Leicester to be playing um, every, mm. three, every three or four days because they seem to get a better result out of us. Not that we've had a bad season in general. To, but... uh, I am going to actually blow my own trumpet here and that's nothing to do with me being in the toilet when we scored the second goal (laughs) (laughs) and i I, yeah when you've actually got an ex-player sends you a message after the game sort of jokingly saying he hates you um because it was a small matter of this (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> I, I mean, you know, three nil last time, two one. You know, I was saying to you know, I, I, I rang Brendan, said, "Look, Brendan, you know, let's not go mad. I don't want to win this by three or four. A two one will just do me nicely in the prediction league." And he said, "Chris, Chris, anything for you, mate. Anything for you." And you know, um, I think that's going to be seven points clear of you now, Steve Walsh. If you're watching, which I you're probably not, but um, I had to just get that in. I mean, you know, no changes from last time. Um, kept with the same team um, in that first half. You know, I don't think Castagna... I mean, nobody really stood out in that first half. Castagna, I didn't think, was, was very good for Farner. Luke Thomas just couldn't, you know, do anything with his last ball. Um, you know, it... it, it it was I, I did feel because of course Palace are a bit of a bogey team for us. Yeah, I'm not the biggest admirer of Palace. They either have a really boring manager, which normally coincides with a really boring style of play of football, or they just throw the weight around and they kind of did a mixture of the three today. I, I, I've always found them a very undesirable, hard to watch teams. I don't know when Zaha's on form. He's a quality player. I'm not doubting that, uh, you know, when he's on form, they do look a lot better. But he's also probably your Crystal Palace's equivalent to Pogba. If he doesn't turn up, that you know, yeah, you know, Palace don't do a lot. The only difference is, is Manchester United now have Bruno Fernandes, so they're still doing things about Pogba. I just want to ask Marlene. Is Melina got you on widescreen here? Can she see see something that we can't hear? She's saying, big up, Brad. And, <laughs> oh, God, there we go. Melina, what are you looking at? This is what I have to do with, Everybody, justice for Brad in the comments. Hashtag justice for Brad, come on. <laughs> hey, be careful. We don't upset Stefan. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Uh, should have put a bet on Zaha scoring. Um, yeah, and, I mean, in that, first, in that first half, the most exciting thing for me was trying to explain to my son why I've got an Arsenal fan modding in a Leicester chat. It was that kind of dull and boring. 
Um, because when they we scored, like to help out those less fortunate as Chris. When I saw going for a crisis, <laughs> we like to help them out. Oh, that's your friend and you getting the knife in there. But no, I mean... Well, in well, the... I like this job as well. I have to balance it out. Yeah, you indeed. You do indeed. <laughs> I mean, it was against the run of play, really, because we could have had a couple. Uh, and I looked at it and thought, oh, God, Palace scored. And you know, it was just... Against the run of play, if you like. I mean, they only had two shots on target the whole game, and that was one of them. But it was kind of like, you could just see it coming, couldn't you? This was Palace again. Yeah, like I say, they are actually a bogey team of ours. We've never really fared as well as we normally do against other teams of that sort of stature in the Premiership. Um yeah. But it's 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 very pleasing. This this is a very big part in Leicester's season at the moment. This is very really crucial. Mm. And we said we, we we said before this game came off, you know, it kicked off on the back of especially on the back of West Ham and Chelsea um, playing each other. We, we, before they even played their game, we said seven points out of nine is is the the expectation you're wanting to say that. Before the big three fixtures, I'll air quote mm. that because Manchester United aside, I think the other two are definitely winnable games. <laughs> um, you, you said seven points pretty much gets you there without a worry of Champions League slipping away, and well, it was three down, four to go is the way you see it. It, it, it. it was a result that was needed, and I'm I'm very impressed that we want to stick it out against. What I actually thought was an average Palace side that did nothing wrong that any other team in their position wouldn't do, which is get a one 0 lead by hook or by crook and sit, stick stick eleven men behind the behind the behind the ball. I mean that's that's the table at the moment, and it is looking good. I mean, a couple of weeks ago, I I kind of said it might have been on on this show, I don't know, but one of them, I did say that I thought we were playing for third. But we've got Man United coming up. You know, they're, they're drawing games they should be winning. I don't think second is out of the question. You know, we're five points behind Man yeah. United. But even more importantly, we're now seven points ahead of West Ham. Yeah, and, and for Leicester fans, that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, the only way, and I cannot see it, I just cannot see it, the only way fourth will not get us... Champions League football is if Arsenal somehow pull something out of their arse because I can't see Chelsea dropping out of the top four. I think that defeats that that was pivotal in their battle with West Ham. And mm. maybe if results keep going our way, we could have yet another pivotal game against Manchester United. But it, like you said, it'd be for a different reason. It'd be us yeah. battling them for second in the Premiership over um, staying third. But it, it's it's nice having that gap, isn't it? It's a breathing space because this is crunch time now. This is where points are very much of a premium. And I think if you get to them last three games and we've still got a seven-point lead, I just don't see where we drop them points and, 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 they, and they pick up three wins from the last three games. I just don't see it. So we've just got to keep doing what we're doing now for the next two games and... And, and that should be us home and hose for Champions League. Some someone just posted in the group. Apparently, 
And I know you like the odd stat here, don't you, uh, don't you, Brad? Apparently, I don't Inacho, mind <laughs> Inacho is only 229 goals behind Shearer's record. Yeah, well, you might as well give him the title now. <laughs> Kane might as well retire because Nacho's getting 30 before the end of the season. I think uh, he, he should be, yeah, yeah. But I think I think as we look at the top four, I think possibly that is is, is probably going to be the well. Hopefully, will be be the top four. Um, somebody has said here. I mean, I hate to say this because I always think you know that I don't like to blame the referees and what have you, but you know, and if it's not the referee, it's VAR. Was Tillemans fouled on Zahar's goal? I'm not sure he was, but my later issue, on, go on, go on, Brad. My issue I have with that is, is I've we've seen them give him. Whether you agree it's a foul or think it was soft and he went down easy and he in it or or you may even think it's not a foul. What gripes me is these are the sort of things you see because he he put he puts an elbow in him. Yes, the ball's away from him and Tillman's lost control of the ball. But Benteke used his elbow to take him to the floor so he couldn't get back and try and recover what he did. They're, they're the ones that really bug me because half the time they're a foul and half the time it's good pressure and it's done. The one thing I will say about the official is good or bad tonight is, ever, is, is, is anyone's opinion, but at least he was consistent. Not consistently bad. <laughs> it, well, yeah, when he was good, he was consistently good, yeah. and when he was bad, he was yeah. consistently bad. And and that's probably the, about the, the end of saving grace because we got away with a few like that tonight, yeah. and he let play on. Yeah, the foul at the other at the other end on um, I forget who it was now. Was it Fafana or, or when he went down? And then when he it was on the line, and it you know to me it was a foul because he was you know jumped on from behind. It was on the line, you know. It went to VAR. Not even a, a, a foul or a free kick, and it should have been a penalty. Yeah, um, but I think I don't like it. But you, when you play a team like Palace, that just they just really grind my goat as a team. Just today, they were they got all the praise, and, it, and I, for me, I don't think it was all too warranted. They were. Going in two-footed at everything. They were playing some really dirty football at times. Time wasting from the second the ball went in the net. Miraculously, when Leicester were 2-1 up and doing the same, they, they thought it was against the spirit of football, moaning every half a second. They got away with a lot today. And, and, and in the end, like I said, through good or bad officiating at times, it balanced itself out. It was one of them games where I felt that Leicester... Like you stated earlier, with their patient, they were like football karma will get will get us yeah. what we deserve from this game, and in the end, it did that. It, it was the I think we had playing managing us, or so say managing us tonight. The uh, the uh, what's it called? The supermarket calming bull. If you see the adverts, <laughs> obviously no idea what I'm talking about oh, there, no. Brad. But oh, God, no, I don't know that one. <laughs> one of those comparison site adverts. No. Funny enough. Just, <laughs> Just saying what your that one was totally over your head, wasn't it? You know, tough crowd tonight, tough crowd. Um, Leicester City um, boss Brendan Rogers speaking to Sky Sports. When you go one 0 down against one of Roy's teams, who are very well organised and defended with great discipline, it can be very tough. 
Uh, we gave away a poor goal, and I said to the players at half-time, we just have to stay calm, was what we were saying then, keep good positioning and keep sure. circulating the ball at speed. And in the second half, I thought they were outstanding. I mean, it was the old proverbial tale of two halves, wasn't it? Yeah, it was. And, you know, like I said earlier, sometimes, you know, when a team plays bad, we're normally talking about a full game where they've had a bad day at the office. This time it was bad first half, rocket up the arse, so to speak, and, and, and a completely different second half. And it's nice It's nice to see that's the way it's going because if it was the other way around, like it was, and I, and I hate to bring it up, but the media aren't going to leave it alone until we get top four, so we can't as fans ignore it. But last season, that was maybe what we was doing near the end. We was having... We was going all guns blazing for 30 minutes. We'd go goal behind and then we wouldn't be able to do anything. Whereas this time, we're just being patient. And even though we went a goal behind, we kept going for the other 78 minutes. And and unlike times gone by, where we would have maybe held on to the point or even still lost that game, we've come away with a 2-1 win. Yes. There was a time when, like you say, last season we probably wouldn't have done that and you know like you said i i have to thank you know all the commentators on sky bt amazon all of them for reminding us about last season because we do tend to uh just forget <laughs> that that, oh, that, yeah. that happened um one nil at half time um we came out like you say a, a, a different team and you know, i think the least said about the first half probably the better but um castagna's goal I mean, he was pointing, he, he pointed to exactly where he wanted, he got to exactly where he wanted. Um, not a bad left footer, was it? No, wasn't it, Arthur? If he got, you know, they got the, they got the pre-warning from the West Brom game with that thunderous effort that mm. hit the inside of the post and came out. So, and we know he can be capable of it. His, his, first, his first and only goal up until, until tonight was proof that he can find the net and for, for once one's kept low in terms of a, of a right back's average shot it actually kept quite low and and mm. hit the back of the net it was a great finish and it was by mr psychic himself with the assist as well that was a beautifully weighted ball to yep. him i mean i know uh and I know Molina's got him in his fantasy team, but so so has my son. My son's put him in, and he he captained him this week. So an assist and a goal, he he's really really happy. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Southampton will be trying to burst our bubble on Friday, Rob says. Yeah, we're coming on to sort of the games we've got coming up uh, a little bit later on, mate. Um, David Gamble here saying Madison was very poor tonight. Uh, points. Four, four, oh, I say points for him for yeah, it wasn't wasn't Madison's best game, but you know, he's you know, he's still coming back from that injury, isn't he? And he, you know, he's played two games very um close together. So, you know, he, he can't play him the, these players can't play brilliantly every single game. No, that's very very true. And another one that tonight didn't have um didn't have his best game was probably George Thomas. And that's yeah. just from the same exact thing. You've got to remember that, you know, we've never made the excuse. And I will we'll never, we'll, we'll, we hopefully as a club will never make the excuse that we've had a tough season 
due to injuries, but they are part and part of, uh, part and parcel. I am losing my words today, mate. I tell <laughs> have you been drinking? Have you been drinking, mate? This is not a sponsored <laughs> gin advert. I can't get my words out. I'm, I'm absolutely <laughs> buffed, that, I, I think as Jesus Christ, you've been having too much of the blood of Christ, I'll tell you. Yeah, I've been, I've been <laughs> turning too much of me water into wine. I need to stop doing yeah. that. Um, <laughs> and some, sometimes, you know, when, when you got to remember these players are human after all, and they, they have to come back from these injuries, uh, and they're doing it at an incredible rate at Leicester. And, and given what mm. happened over the last two or three seasons, well, we've lost players to big injuries. You know, Ricardo. And it's happened again this season with Barnes. We're trying so hard during this coronavirus that has affected football for over a year now uh, and, and how the game's been played and, and everything. To, to say that we've got a squad of players that can change a game up, you know, it, it, it benefits us because Madison gets a bit of a rest. He had two brilliant games before this. And like I said in the show, you know, it's something I've always made clear that when players have a good game, I will give them the support and praise they deserve. And Harris came on and was a better suit to the game. Yes. That's not for us today. Um, and Inacho's goal, sublime. The goalkeeper's got a family, mate. Come on. How's he going to be able to look his family in the eye and describe what happened to him tonight? The Nigerian <laughs> god came into his goal and thunderbolted it past him. How's he going to explain that? He's not going to be able to go to training tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing, and this is what we forget with, with Andrew, he isn't just a goal scorer. I mean, he, he took it down brilliantly. Yeah, he did. It was an absolutely fantastic touch. And he was like that all game. Like I said, I, I, I half joked at his psychic ability to set up Castagne, but he could have ended that game with three more assists tonight yeah. had things fallen better. He's been, that is more testament to the improvement because you're seeing not just the ability for the likes of Vardy and that to be able to pick him out, which is what maybe was anyone's concern that he wasn't doing the picking out himself. Now he's getting assists added to his game as well as goals and he's finding the likes of Castagne, Tillemans, uh, Ndidi, Madison, and Vardy, he's finding all his teammates around him without even looking because he just they know where each other are, and it's brilliant. Like you say, there maybe you know we 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 can't be pleased as fans because if they were greedy and not setting up you know players when they look to be in a better position, we'd be complaining. But uh, sometimes, like you said said earlier, Brad, you know it's a case of God, you have it, no, you have it, no, yeah. you have it. Yeah, you can't believe it. I was thinking, you know, and again, again, calmness on the pitch brings calmness to the fans. I mean, I know you were spending your time in your carsy, but I've, I've said a lot <laughs> this season that uh, that the way uh, the way Leicester can hand, hold a lead and the way they manage a performance um, when they're in front in the latter stages of the game this season has been one of the most pleasing things for me as a Leicester fan. Um, because I didn't really ever feel that it, a third was necessary, but it was like, for God's sakes, I know you're trying to show that you, you, you're a good team unit, but one of you stick it in just to see it off, just just so we can enjoy the last few minutes. But yeah, if if one one doesn't want a goal, you'd have thought the other one would have. Yes, you you would. Um... <sighs> 
we can start to dream, can't we? Yeah, I think this is one of them where, as a fan, I, I remember a certain great manager of ours that achieved an impossible dream said, uh, it's the fans' rights to dream. They should always be dreaming. And I think now we dream with a little bit of maybe slightly nervous optimism thrown in. And it's, 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 it's one of them that, that mm. that's surely going to happen now. It's more feel that karma ease. Leicester have come through the last seven or eight weeks with some really good results. They've always managed to bounce back. I don't think we've ever lost more than two on the bounce when we have. Um, it's just a feel-good factor. And, and like I said, it's at a point that it almost feels like that Premier League winning season, doesn't it? Where this is now not a case of if, it's when yeah, for Leicester. Yeah. And let's just hope my, that's my, how it is. My son made the point that... Obviously, last time there was a crowd in the King Power, Nacho wasn't the Nacho that we we know him of now. And he's going to come back to this song. I mean, this is going to be his song, you know, the village people, Macho Man. And he's yeah. he's, he's gonna ha- he's gonna feel he's gonna walk out. I mean, they're saying possibly the last two games. So. And then he's going to walk out for that. Is it Spurs of them were at home? I think at the end. And he's going to walk yes, out on be. there. And he'll stick his chest out. He's going to feel brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. And could you, and, and maybe, you know, sometimes you say you've got to look at the positives in all these hard times over the last 18 months or so, or however long. It feels a lot longer, I'm going to be honest with you, than how long it actually has been. Um, I, In a way, in the nicest way possible, because I don't think we've got the meanest of fans. We just wear our hearts on our sleeves and maybe expect more mm. because they play for our club. But I think that until, obviously, he's gone on such an amazing run over this time, he's always divided the fans. You've had some that have said he's obviously not good enough and Rodgers isn't playing for that reason. And you've had some, you know, want fans to stick by him. And I think maybe he's one of the players you could say has benefited Mm. in being given an extended period of time. And that is our new... Lovely clock you guys can hear playing in the background. That's my signal to stop talking because that thing is noisy and I forgot about that. Um, didn't think it would go off. That's brilliant. I think I think when if it, that's funny, then your phone going off. I know, right? That is funnier. But yeah, I think maybe Nacho's benefit is to be able to build his confidence away from the fans. And I'm just going to pretend it's not happening. And I'm going to ask you for your next question, Chris. <laughs> oh, sorry, you said this was a cuckoo clock. No. <laughs> is, it, is, is it a cuckoo clock? No, it's uh, very old. It's one of my housemates. I don't know if you saw it, but I know it's one of my housemates. Yeah, oh, right. I was, I was going to say, but yeah, you, uh, that'd wake up the living dead, wouldn't it, if it goes off in the middle of the night, you know? <laughs> well, I don't know. I've slept through it, and if it can't wake me up, then the living dead are fine, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> oh, oh, we better get as much as we can in, in the next half hour, then, before it, <laughs> it goes off again. Um, David says here, um, we can all dream. Of course we can. Um, he also said earlier, I'm just trying to find it, don't you think the game was was slow no pace i just think we like i say we'd played a I game we three days ago and i just think the guys guys are tired yeah and I, I i think he's right in the first half and i think maybe 
again, more credit due to the manager. I think Brendan knows that his team have played, you know, two games, well, three games in a short space of time, you know, well, three, like we said, three to four days between them, mm. including the FA Cup. And as, as you noted, Chris, Crystal Palace hadn't played in 16 games. Maybe Brendan Rodgers, who's normally quite critical of us being slow in the first half when, when, when the games are a bit more fresher, you know, because you can kind of go handle two games a week and then have a bit of a break. But when you've played like this, this is Leicester's fourth game in what feels like eight, eight or nine days. Um, mm. And you, and like you say, you, you feel that Palace have had so much time to be prepared. Um, you also know that they, they're they're lacking actual on on the game time, you know, match fit match practice, which is above all the most important thing. And I think maybe Brendan wasn't too happy that uh, uh, the the play was as slow as it was in the first half. But I think his mm. temperament was to allow the lads to conserve their energy and let them tire first. Yeah. Because not not playing a competitive game for sixteen games does affect you just as much as probably playing two games in 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 six or seven days. Yeah. Um, sorry, I was just yes, thinking about three yes. different things here. Casper's uh, added twenty yards to his goal kick. Did Brad give him some training? And the bronze plumber there saying. Um, Maybe Brad gave him something in training. <laughs> well, I can't divulge the information, but all all Brendan says is is a beautiful human being <laughs> that helped with the kicking. So it must have been me. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I I just I kind of didn't get excited about today's game, and 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 not in the same way as I did against the West Brom because I think of the way we 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 played, but who who sort of as you look at it, I mean, I know they got the early goal, but they never looked like troubling us, did they? No, it was the most annoying type. It's most annoyed I've ever been at coming in one nil down because they didn't even deserve that. I really didn't think they do. I don't know why why they're getting whacked so much lyrical off by the other press. Because honestly, maybe I'm being harsh and it's just my overall disdain for them as a team and just the way they go about football in general. But I I, I came off scratching my head at half-time. We've sat here, Chris, haven't we? In games gone by and gone, mm. we deserve to be behind or we deserve to get beat or we didn't deserve to win. Fair dues. If that if, if we just stopped the game at halftime when we came up live, mate, I'd have been banging my head against the Rick Wall going, how have we come in being probably the second worst team on that pitch, in all fairness, in what was still a, a, a dreary half of football, in, in, in all essence, and yet we've come in one nil down. I couldn't I, I couldn't work it out. Because they weren't that brilliant at all. No, but games like that are games that you know a few years ago we we we, we might have lost yeah. you know um those are the games that you say that that can make the difference between third and fourth and fifth yeah them them games i think someone sort summed it up nicely at the end of sky just as i turned off because they're no doubt going to spend two minutes talking about leicester palace 
and move on to a game irrelevant of next week. And one of them, I think it was Martin Tyler, might have said, that's what good teams do. They find a way to win. And that's one of the things, like you said, like last year and maybe the season before, and maybe for a couple of seasons, Leicester have lacked. That's what we've lacked. That's what's been missing from my game. And this season, that's why I think there's just that air of extra optimism and a slight bit of relaxing feeling. Not not of comfort, but a bit more confident fan base for this running because Leicester keep finding a way to win. Because remember, we were just as sluggish in our midfield build-up against West Brom mm. and we blew West Brom away. And tonight, Palace put 11 men behind the ball after they went 1-0 up and we found a way to win. If, if Leicester do that every week, I don't think Leicester's fans have got much more to worry about for the end of the season, except for whether we'll be second or third. We're going to have a look at um, the the uh, one of the match and the ratings in a minute. So we'll just be back in 10 seconds after a quick word from, uh, from Alan Smith. Hi, Alan Smith here. Be sure to watch and listen to Chris on Leicester Till I Die TV. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels. Of the Foxes. Cheers, Alan. Yep, up the foxes indeed. You probably saw this earlier, um, and I'm pretty sure you did, Brad, but um, th this was Alan Bennett, who does our Man of the Match and um, Player and Manager ratings. Talk us through this. I think it, it's it's a pretty fair assessment of the breakdown because um, the manager, if you look at it the way that that it could have been perceived with with all the information pre-match of, you know, Leicester playing consistently and, and, my, and my thoughts on, on how Brendan's gone about preparing them for the game and how he's chose to build up through the levels of tempo to tonight. I think Alan's spot on with the eight for the manager. And I, I, I think the team, again, probably warrants only being a seven because they didn't, they didn't really click it quick enough in, in in that first half to Brendan's liking. Um, and you, you can't help but not picking Ineat. You, you know, Ineat has mm. to be your man of the match in recent weeks, doesn't he? Because he's he's grabbing every headlines available for, for all the right reasons and what he's doing on the pitch. So, again, you know... I, 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 get, I get why... You know he is he is man of the match, and I think he's probably won more man of the matches in the last week than the rest of the team. You know, put together in the la in the last weeks, I should say. Um, oh, in fact, as as I say that, David's just confirmed there he's uh, he's won the last four times in the last three weeks. But oh, for me, and I know I know one or two people have sort of had a moan about this guy, but I just want to say to me. Somebody who, for me, had a really, really, really good game, Johnny Evans. Yes, yes. Let's not forget there was a very pivotal moment. And doesn't matter that maybe the guy uh, should have taken it on himself. The fact is, Evans didn't give it up. And I've I've been one to, to maybe pull a few punches at Evans because of of the level I expect, I expect from Evans as... as as such a glittered career he's had, 
have doubted his ability to maybe give up the ghost a little bit sometimes when chasing a, a lost cause. Tonight, tip me up to you, sir. I'll ha have a slice of humble pie because if it wasn't for Evans, we would have been straight away on the back foot after getting ourselves back into a game that we should never have been behind in in the first place. Yeah. So well done, and Johnny I mean, Evans. It was an amazing tackle, which I was mm. to be honest with you, I, I, I was surprised that you know VAR didn't give us a red card because he touched the ball. But um, yeah. <laughs> meow. But uh, but also <laughs> but also the pass, you know, for Inacho's goal, he, he got an assist for it. It was pinpoint. Yeah, and that's something that's maybe gone under the radar that um, people haven't noticed. He's he's finding a way, and maybe it's because a few of them, a lot more of them, should I say, go mm. skewed than to their destinations at time. But he's been doing that a lot this season, and, and clearly over the last couple of weeks, it's got a lot more accurate. And like you said, he's finding the likes of Iniacho, who seems to be... Uh, around everywhere, wherever there's a ball in the final third, and the actor's not far behind it, and it's working. Mm. Uh, it's working really well um, for for the collective of the team. And like I said, humble pie on his ability to chase back and not give up the ghost, and credit to him and it in playing his part in building up an attack. I mean, for me, Bronze Plumber there said, and Bronze, I want you to come on and, and actually sing Nacho Man for us because you put it up earlier. Don't you think, Brad, do you think you should come on and uh, sing Nacho Man? Yeah, see, that that's something that I know that I've been standing with as well on that. I've always had that because it's the easiest song to translate for his, for, for his nickname. So I'd yeah. be very happy to come on and see someone do a Homer Simpson. That's come, my favourite that's my favourite <laughs> gift to use for Nacho at the moment. So, come on, Bronzy. I've put I've put the the link in the uh, in in the um, uh, comments there. Like I said, do you there? Um, guess who predicted the score? Right, and I did say earlier, but oh. I don't think it is it is worth a a, a another mention here. Um, oh, look, I think I'd it was me. What, You don't have to know yes. how to like be subtle about this, don't you? And that just subtle's my middle name. You know, I'm not gonna, <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. You know, <laughs> so so gracious, aren't you? So gracious, I mate. I am indeed. You know, especially when I've got to, to correct people's names. You know, um, my, he <laughs> says, uh, um, I am here with the kids asleep. Yeah, 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 Bronzy, whatever. You'll tell us anything. You can turn it into a lullaby for them, then I'm sure. You know, um, that's the thing when you're actually down the uh, the the King Power and you're singing with twenty nine thousand other people around you singing. The fact that you're out of tune doesn't matter, does it? No, it really doesn't. <laughs> but um, I mean, let's have a look at um, what is coming up. Because um, we alluded to this earlier, so we've got Palace out the way. We've got Southampton, and we'll take these one at a time. We've got Southampton on Friday. Can't believe we're we're we're, uh, we're on Friday, but you know it's at Southampton. We're away, so it's at St Mary's on a Friday night. With any luck, it might be raining, and who knows? Seven, eight, nine. <laughs> I don't think it will be though, Brad. Do you? 
Well, no, and and I think that's a, something that we've definitely seen. Uh, I mean, against West Brom, we we talked about how, and we've done it a few times this season over other games, where we could have gone for the juggler, and you know, and, and, and probably mm. put six or seven past West Brom on another day. But we like to just do what's needed and and not be too edgy about it. I th- I think the idea against Southampton is we know. They're hurting. We beat them in a cup mm. final, you know, semi final. I wish it was a cup final, uh, but a cup, you know, we beat. We knocked them out of the semi final. We've already beaten them once in the league. They're suffering. Um, they're desperate for some form of win, just to get something to go into the last few games of the season to pick up their form. They wouldn't like to lose. I don't think anyone would like to lose to the same opposition for twice in the season, let alone three times. Um, so I, I think that makes tonight's result even more pivotal because although Newcastle are seemingly on good form as well at the moment, I I, I feel, because Newcastle would be at the King Power, isn't it? That's at home, isn't it? Yes, yeah. So I, I think you'd feel, you know, like we said before these games were played, seven points is the target. The win tonight gives you that ability to know that I I, I think we could beat South, both Southampton and Newcastle. Um, but if we're going to say we only get seven points, I, I I think you'd be more suggesting the win at home against Newcastle rather than um draw uh, beating Southampton and then drawing to Newcastle. So yeah. I mean, I'm just yeah. looking here, and and my complaint was before the fact that Palace haven't played for 16 days. Okay, they were down probably to play a cup team and what have you. I'm just having a look when Southampton last played, um, and they played on Wednesday the 21st. Did they? I don't. I don't know. No, I thought they played this weekend know. and got beat. I just. I... Didn't have a need to follow. Yeah, I, Sunday, I'm just trying to find them. Wolves played Burnley, Leeds, Man United, Villa, Brom, uh, Liverpool, Newcastle, West Ham, Chelsea, Sheffield United, Brighton, Arsenal, Everton on the Friday, Leicester, West Brom on the Thursday, Wednesday, Tottenham, Southampton, Aston Villa, Man City. I mean, (laughs) there's going to be another game where we're going to be knackered and they're going to be fresh. Yeah, but again, um, you, you'd feel that if Leicester do present themselves a bit quicker with their first half, I wouldn't say you'd want them much quicker than what they were this half, maybe a bit more switched on and a bit more moving the ball a bit quicker in that first half than do again. I think you have the same effect. You know, we, you know, like, like, like I've stressed the point all night, sometimes playing too much is just as much a hindrance as not playing at all. You know, that, that'll be, yeah. that's a, that's a, that's a still long gap. And, you know, it might, might be interesting. You know, you say you can't change a women winning side. Well, Brendan might look at the Newcastle game as the more opportune game that, 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 that that's expected to win despite Southampton's yeah. form. And I just I just confirmed it, and it was Spurs was the last game, but they've lost. But I mean Southampton's form, uh, they've they've at the last five they've actually lost four, and yeah. only they only beat Burnley. 
Uh, I did I didn't realize my son told me the other day because Burnley won 4 0 uh, <laughs> the weekend and they were actually at 4 0 up. They were playing keepy ball in the corner. <laughs> yeah, I thought like... that was brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, and then we've got Newcastle, who are on the um, a bit of a a better run at them. I mean, they're safe now. Again, they're not going to go down. You know, I mean, if you look at the league here with Newcastle, uh, yeah. they are on. I mean, they're still yeah. down there, but they're on thirty six points. But they're nine points ahead of Fulham. You know, and they've all played the same number of games, you know, so they're pretty much safe, I think. Nothing yeah, to play the, for, the irony, Yeah, the irony isn't, isn't it? It's kind of ironic, isn't it? That the only person in an Ars- uh, under an Arsenal contract that can say his season was a success is Joe Willock. Mm. And that's because he's helping keeping a team up. There's no one else been that successful, you know. And that says a lot about Arsenal Football Club's current form and issues. Within the yes. clubs, um, that Aloni is having a, a successful season in comparison, but we we do like our record against Newcastle, especially uh, especially at home. I, I feel we 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 always score a lot of goals past them over the last three or four seasons. In fact, I don't think they beat. Uh, I I could be wrong, but Newcastle haven't beat us since we signed a certain Iosi Perez. So you know. If nothing else, we'll always say Jose Perez has always been reliable for that. They may have beaten us or drawn us once or since then, but it feels like a long time since Newcastle. Yeah, they've gave beaten us, us once. I'm going back to April 2019, but they beat us 1-0. But since then, we put five past them in the next game, three past them in the game after, and 2-1 earlier in the season. So, you know, I mean, it's, it's that time of the season when basically... Every game is a potential banana skin. Oh, of course it is. Of course it is. Yeah. Um, but that, that's what I mean. If Leicester follow suit with the way they do it tonight and they did they do that against Southampton and Newcastle, and like I said, if they come out of them games with with four points, if I just don't see how if we maintain a seven point lead over fifth place, how, how we fall out of the top four. And I I think I just don't see us not winning one of them games either. I, you know, I just don't and see how we don't pick up three points at worst. And Manchester United is a game where I can see us getting a point out of. And and you've looked there. I mean, after that, it's the big one, really, the first big one in 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 a couple of big games. Man United, and we're away yeah. at Old Trafford. Um, depends if Pogba turns up or not, but you got to look at that and think, oh, yeah, that 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 could be a, a bit of a de- not necessarily a decider, but you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, definitely. But I think it'd be more of a decider for what you said earlier. Only if for me, I, I'm I'm fairly confident that that Leicester have put themselves now in a position and, and sorry, something's really bugging me on myself. Um, that that Leicester are in a position where they and the way they play have handled the games and played in the last three or four games especially that um, I, I'd feel the only thing that would be up for grabs on that game would be Leicester trying to swing the pendulum for second place because mm. I the, the you know and obviously it can all change quickly and we could be talking in two games time about Manchester United being a, a you know a, a big game again as it as in for, yeah. for 
Champions League football. But from what I've seen from us throughout the whole of this season, I just don't see where we don't come out of them three games with, with some form of points. I don't think a draw at Old Trafford is plausible. And I think if Manchester United have a four or five point lead still over us at that point, mm. they just won't want to lose that game. And I can see that being the case. And and then at that point, I mean, is Tottenham really a scary game? Tottenham, no. I'm more scared of Southampton and Newcastle mm. than Spurs. You know, yeah. Don't, don't tell not. Ryan I said that, but it doesn't worry me at all. I mean, the FA have still, the FA is the same for us as as the uh, Leicester City website. They've got us playing Chelsea twice on the same day. Um, but it will be interesting to see if Chelsea and Leicester play each other. Probably won't be the last game because that's going to be Tottenham, but it will probably be after the FA Cup now, I'm guessing. Um because we play on the Tuesday before the Saturday. So we've got the, you know, two games after the FA Cup. But it would be interesting if we both, a point would serve us both and would get us in the top four. What, you know, how how do you, you know, approach that? Do you know, do you as, as players think like, well, hang on. I mean, I, I go back again, you're probably too young to remember the uh, infamous Austria-Germany game in the World Cup where they both uh, only needed a draw, and that's what they got. I mean, it, it's easy to take that con- uh, concept, and sometimes as, a, as, as, as players you do see, don't you, in the last like two, two or three games, maybe when there's either nothing to play for or it's fairly wrapped up, where, you know, a, you know, apart from a position or two, you're not going to change and it's not going to affect your season dramatically, i.e. Leicester finishing third or mm. or. or or fourth, or, or even potentially second at this point. But if you're saying by that point, I think football's probably changed a little bit to the point now where I remember, you know, the great escape where Leicester played Sunderland and a draw was potentially good enough for Sunderland, but was, you know, uh, and Leicester to have, yeah. to have been guaranteed safety. But as results filtered through from the crowd, obviously we knew that a draw was going to be good enough for Leicester. I still remember that game that Leicester were going for the win. And, and I think some, I think it was, might have been Seb Larson had a chance late on to nearly nick a, a win for Sunderland. Obviously we all know they didn't in the end and we held on for the draw, but I think that's the sort of approach you have in that game where you take after you, you look after yourself first. I'd rather, I think in that position, Leicester would rather come off the pitch with three points and saying, well, we, we're 100% no, we're Champions League mm-hmm. next season. And, and maybe Chelsea still get it at that point and, you know, they still hold on. But, it, you know, you just put a little bit of creeper doubt into the team below you. It just it just helps you finish the season even better because you've done your job and then you're just playing with absolute yeah. no, no, no pressure. I'm going to end with this question for you, and I, and I dread to say um, a, a, a quick answer, but you know what I mean. Um, will we still have Brendan next year? Yeah, he's not going to go anywhere. You don't think? I mean, obviously, you know the team I'm referring to is. Yes, um, and it's grinding yes. my absolute gears. I don't see any logic in why he would leave to go and. Why would he leave not just the club but the owners of this club and go to a backstabbing 
ESL supporting, money terrified, moaning arse of a man in Daniel Levy. I wouldn't. They would, nobody would want that job. I don't know why. Why it's a persistent rumor to the point where it's gone past being funny and boring. It's now getting on my nerves. There's no reason on this earth that any manager would want the Spurs job. So I don't understand why these rumours keep persisting. I, I, I said that but to, to my are. son early when we were talking about it. We, we we tended to talk a lot during the first half for some reason. I don't know why. But um, I, I said to him, you know, what has he got? From what's he going to get at Spurs? He's certainly not going to get European football. He might sneak into the Europa League. You know, he's got yes, he's got a fantastic stadium. The KP's not grotty after all, and, and we're, you know, probably going to expand it. You know, we've got the world class training facility. Um, I just don't see, like you said, Tottenham as a attractive proposition to any manager. Of of that stature, no, they're not. And and the fact that the the one man that might go there and do anything because of the fact that they're the in one in it for a big long term contract and and know they can bend Levy to his will of spending was Marino, and even he didn't want anything to do with it. Mm. If that man can't trust the owner, why would Brandon leave a secure job where he's Jobs being plauded week in week mm-hmm. out. He's he's reaping the benefits of returning to England and, and choosing Leicester over uh, over another year at Celtic. Yeah, I just maybe maybe the newspapers are all tri- tripping on some illegal substances. I don't know, but I just can't <laughs> understand why they're persistently every time to pick Tottenham. Yes, as his I choice. Think- I think when you you look at it for Brendan, he he will. I mean, I'm sure eventually, and I did say when we first got him, great signing, he'll be with us four or five, six seasons maybe, depending on how well we do. And then he will look possibly to move on. We've got to we've got to be acceptable, you know. We've got to accept, sorry, that we are, you know, in the pecking order of of teams now. You know, he's present day Martin O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah, that's he's the, not, that's a statement I've always stood by. Yeah. He will build his project, yeah. get his name, and then he will leave us in good hands. And hopefully, we don't fucking fuck up passing the torch this time. And getting on to Peter, bring to, to Peter Taylor back and Junior Lewis yeah. and Junior Lewis. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> get him on a six month loan. But, but then again, I miss Piles, and they're a pain in the arse as well. Boom <laughs> boom. But I think. Um, you 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 you're looking at Spurs because I, mean, I think the thing is obviously their favourite for the job has now gone to the to whoever it is in Germany. Um, I, I think they've either got to go abroad or they've got to look at somebody that's that's looking to make that step up. Possibly it was said today on the radio, um, Parker at Fulham. Parker at Fulham. Parker from Fulham to Tottenham. Did they not learn from the times when they've hired the likes of Andres Villas Boas and Tim Sherwood to be the manager? No, but I'm just I'm just thinking who's No, it's just no, you're right. Go there. The sad thing is you know, it sounds like you know. such a Spurs appointment. Yes. It sounds like <laughs> such a Spurs appointment. Yes, yeah. It it does indeed. It does indeed. 
And I always think with, with, with these teams, uh, be careful what you wish for. You know, uh -huh. I can remember years ago, Blackburn Rovers wanting uh, Keane out. And they got rid of him when they were in the Premier League and they virtually went down to the third tier. No disrespect, Molina. Everybody sort of seemed to want Wenger out. Well, looking back, he wasn't doing a bad job for you. So you've got to be careful what you wish for. What I wish for is a top four finish and a cup final win. Yeah, I'll take that. Any day of the week. I'll take that <laughs> right now. You tell me we're getting top four in the FA Cup's one in ours. Yeah. Brad, I'll, I'll fall thank under. You. No, sorry. I'll, I'll, I'll let the I'll let the show end. No, thank you very much, Brad. Um, it was a it was a hard fought one, but hey, a win is a win, and three points is three points. Uh, let's just remind ourselves where we are. We are third. Look at that, sixty-two points and um, seven points ahead of West Ham, eight points ahead of Liverpool. It's not looking bad, is it? Not looking yeah, bad. And at if all. you really squint, you can see that team in white that top of the mid table up at no Mopsbear. I think yeah. it reads. I can't read them, but they're sat in seventh, I think. Well, to be honest with you, I was actually going to try and include uh, Arsenal in it, but I, there wasn't enough space on the on the graphic no, to, to go that far down screen, low. Right? You know, <laughs> Bronze is saying here FA Cup win would make his um make his year. I think we'd all we'd all be the same. I think we'd be drinking forever and a day. Brad, I'll see you on Friday, same time, same place, same channel. It's another night game. We seem to be having a lot of those coming up just recently. But uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for talking sense. And uh, as Melina says, thanks for putting up with me. Yeah, it's all right. It's a pleasure as always. It's hard. You're hard work at times, but I deal with you, mate. <laughs> well, you Jesus, so I know you're going to forgive me. You oh, know. yeah, well, I have to, don't I? It's in, it's in my book. Read it up. Yeah. Get that. There's no 30% of my book, though. You're just finding me on your <laughs> It's in your contract, mate. It's in your contract. Yeah. But, uh, Dave, uh, don't sit too comfy with that contract. Mourinho was on a contract, and look what happened to him. So just nah, to... <laughs> right. I'll sign an Alan Pardew on eight year deal, mate. Eight year deal. <laughs> eight years, my god, I'll be dead by then. Right, mate, all the best. <laughs> I'll see you. I'll see you half tennish on Friday night after the Southampton game. Take care, mate. Yeah, take care. Take care, guys. Cheers. Cheers. Yep, so three points still in third. I haven't moved, but we've made that gap a bit bigger. Mind the gap, as they say. And um, if you don't mind, have a look at the website here. Just going to mention it again all the W's minding my own football business, the story of Leicester City in the 90s. And uh, you can get 30% off at all the W's minding my own football business.co.uk for April only. So there's four days to go on that. So don't miss out. Thanks for joining us, guys. We are back um, tomorrow with the football show, seven o'clock. And then Wednesday, we are here with the um, opposition view show, I believe. Thursday, it's the preview show. Um, and then Friday, obviously, it is the. Um, <laughs> the match oh, you can't get enough of me can you do you what i can't get enough of myself i can get enough of myself that's the problem guys thanks so much for watching thanks for joining in
press that subscribe button and don't forget if you want to listen to the shows back and you prefer to do it while you're doing the washing up or while you're doing the car it's anchor we are on as podcasts google podcasts uh amazon music apple podcasts itunes spotify podcast addict just to name a few we will see you tomorrow night at seven thanks very much guys all the best take care and stay safe and up the foxes Hello, Matt Elliott here. Be sure to watch Lester Till I Die TV on YouTube and follow all their social media platforms for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Thanks for watching Leicester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Some people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is battle. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.